Hi, this is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan, here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update for Cumberland North. Today is Monday, October the 17th, and my mission as your MLA for Cumberland North continues to be to represent you, the people of Cumberland North. I'm an independent MLA, and I work for you, the people. Building on a foundation of truth and justice, determination and dedication, honesty, being a servant leader and empowering all people, each and every person that is alive. Together, we will build on the strength of our veterans before us and stand firm on the four pillars of excellence in healthcare, poverty reduction, caring for our Mother Earth, and entrepreneurship and our economy. We embrace our diversity, strive for equity and inclusiveness, and celebrate our history and arts and culture for all of our people. Last week in politics was a busy week. I received many, many calls, emails, and Facebook messages on many topics, including lack of housing, healthcare system problems such as lack of access, long waits for ultrasound appointments, family doctors, and more. Last week started off in the best way possible, as on Thanksgiving Monday, I hosted my extended family at our home for the first time since the beginning of the pandemic in early 2020. I had 36 of us gathered together as we gave thanks for our blessings as a family. The fact that our family is continuing to grow itself is a blessing. We gathered and we celebrate all that we have to be thankful for. I have to tell you how thankful I am to have such an incredible family. We love each other. We don't focus on our inequities or our differences, but rather we choose to focus on our connection to one another and our love for one another. We love each other through our blemishes and embrace each other. So moving on to my week in politics, on Tuesday, I worked in the Pugwash office, and on Wednesday, I worked in the Amherst office. My staff and I worked to respond to the local needs, as well as work to prepare for the fall session of the Nova Scotia legislature, which began last Thursday. Last Thursday, the important work of legislation began for the fall session. The work began with a bit of a dark cloud over the legislature amidst allegations that the Speaker of the legislature is being pressured to resign by Premier Tim Houston. Some of you may ask ask why that is important. Let me explain. The House of Assembly is made up of 55 members of the legislature from across the province. There is debate and discussion in the legislature accompanied by a lot of power and ego. And the Speaker is like the referee for the legislature. The Speaker's role is to be neutral and nonpartisan. The Speaker, in this case, is Mr. Keith Bain, an MLA from Victoria of the Lakes in Cape Breton. Mr. Bain was elected by a secret ballot by all members of the Legislative Assembly to preside over debates and ensure that our Assembly's established rules of behavior and procedure are followed. The Speaker must be fair to everyone, not be a tool of the governing party or the Premier. When the Speaker is no longer independent, our democracy suffers. Watching our Speaker go through intimidation has been difficult to watch. However, I am confident that truth and justice will prevail. Last week in the legislature, the following bills were tabled by the government. Bill 196 is an amendment to the Art Gallery of Nova Scotia. Bill 198 is an amendment to both the Emergency 911 Act as well as the Emergency Management Act. I did speak to this bill in second reading on Friday and made several suggestions of how we can make improvements 
to the 911 Act and the Emergency Management Act, especially based on the recent challenges and storm preparedness or lack thereof that we went through with the recent Hurricane Fiona. Bill 200 is an amendment to the Nova Scotia Museums Act. Bill 203, Labor Standards Code. And this bill will provide amendments to provide greater flexibility for people who are pregnant and who are needing time to heal or grieve from the end of a pregnancy. The end of a pregnancy can have profound impact on the person who's carrying the child as well as those around them. And these changes to the Labor Standard Code recognize this reality. I am pleased to see the revisions of this bill and will recognize this when I get a chance to speak about this in the legislature. We must always respect a person's right to privacy, especially during what could be a very emotional and challenging time, like the end of a pregnancy. And I'm really glad to see these clauses respecting and maintaining this privacy in this bill as well. Also tabled was Bill 204, which is an amendment to the Municipal Government and HRM Municipal Municipal Charter regarding marketing levies. This will probably be a little bit controversial when we debate this in the legislature, and I am currently, along with my staff, doing research on this topic today. Bill 205 is an amendment to the St. Francis Xavier University Act. The Honorable John Lohr also tabled a resolution, number 385. That resolution will likely be debated this week as well. The resolution in general is adding three more deputy speakers, all from the government side of the House. And of course, we already have two deputy speakers, and one is from the Liberal Opposition Party. Her name is Angela Simmons. She's the first African Nova Scotian female to be a deputy speaker in the Nova Scotia House of Assembly as well as Lisa Lachance, who is an opposition member from the NDP caucus. And Lisa is believed to be the first genderqueer MLA elected to the Nova Scotia House of Assembly and the first to be a deputy speaker. So having the government put forth a resolution to have three new deputy speakers, which would essentially ensure that these two female deputy speakers will not likely be called to be uh, used in the speaker role is certainly quite a concern, again, when looking at fairness and equity within the Nova Scotia House of Assembly. So this also, too, will likely to be quite controversial when debated in the legislature this week. Even though regular House of Assembly hours allow us to spend time in our home constituency normally on Mondays, the hours were called for today, Monday 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Therefore, I am in Halifax today and had to miss a very important housing meeting scheduled for here in Cumberland County today. I did send the following message to those in attendance, and that is, thank you to all the people that organized today's meeting on housing. Shining a light on this very highly important topic is incredibly, incredibly important. I had planned on being with you, but unfortunately, I am tied up in preparing for today's session for the legislature. There is no question there is an urgent housing needs in our community. The lack of housing is resulting in many people living unsheltered in Cumberland County and throughout all of Nova Scotia. With the cold months approaching, this is a serious, serious concern. The lack of housing is also hurting our ability to recruit and attract nurses and other healthcare professionals that we desperately need. Over the last two years, I've held several meetings on housing and have met individually with developers and contractors to discuss solutions to build more housing stock. 
Although there has been some growth and development, it is not keeping up with the demand. The solution will take an all-hands-on-deck approach, and I've been encouraging our municipal government to find creative ways to inspire housing development right here in Cumberland North. These ideas include tax incentives similar to what we see for commercial development, for example, a 10-year tiered property tax incentive. Developers have also asked for municipal governments to assist with infrastructure of roads, sewer, and water. The provincial and federal governments have money available for housing development, and I will work with anyone interested to obtain that funding. And while we work to inspire and motivate more housing development in our areas, we must continue the urgent work needed to protect those vulnerable persons living unsheltered in our communities. Thank you to everyone that is working on the Winter Emergency Temporary Shelter Project. The shelter will be vital, vital for many in our community this winter, and I'm confident in the ability of our community to help those in need right now. There are many other issues that we must come together to work on in our community, such as mental health and addiction supports and energy affordability. Together, we will do this. I am with you in spirit today, and I'm committed as your MLA to work to find solutions to meet the present and future needs of the people here in Cumberland. So that was my message that I sent through to the housing meeting today. I will remain in Halifax for the week to represent you in the Nova Scotia legislature. Last week, I was contacted by one of our internal medicine physicians, Dr. Scott Bowen. He expressed serious concerns that the needs of our regional hospital are not being heard by the Department of Health. Therefore, he asked me to request an urgent meeting with the department management. I sent the request through last Tuesday, and as of last evening, Sunday evening, no one has contacted Dr. Bowen to meet to discuss his concerns. On Friday, I brought his concerns to the floor of the legislature, and then after the session, spoke directly and privately with our Minister of Health. She has agreed to look into the matter. The emergency department and ICU at the Cumberland Regional Healthcare Center in Upper Nepan is experiencing an extreme shortage of nursing staff. The emergency room is providing care with just under half of its nursing positions filled, while the ICU has only 40% of the positions filled. And that number could dip as low as 34% in the coming months if the positions are not filled. Meanwhile, our neighbors next door in New Brunswick are offering hiring incentives for nurses that are making it even more difficult to retain and attract nurses to our Cumberland area. Due to a nursing staff shortage, the ICU and the emergency room was amalgamated into the emergency room as there were not enough nurses on the weekend to safely treat patients. This meant that there was no dedicated ICU over the weekend and we are concerned that this may continue in the future. This puts critically ill patients in our region in a very, very dangerous situation. I'm very proud of Dr. Scott Bowen for bringing these concerns out into the public and we'll work with him as well as all other healthcare professionals to ensure that things are improved upon. But I'm going to put a call to action to you. Yes, you, everyone that's listening today. If you know of any nurses that would consider moving to Cumberland County, maybe people that are from here that are currently working up north or in other regions of the country uh, or even the United States, call them up and ask them to consider moving home, come back home to Cumberland County. We need them. We need more registered nurses 
right now here in our area. And we need everyone. We need all hands on deck, meaning we need everybody help right now to help us to retain and recruit more nurses to our area. The other very significant issue is housing and finding a place for those living unsheltered in our community continues to be a top priority. The large task force that's been created will continue to meet every Wednesday and ensure that there will be a safe place available so that no one dies this winter from cold exposure. Taking care of those in need is our responsibility. We simply cannot turn our heads. Those living unsheltered are our sons, our daughters, our aunts, our uncles. There's women, there's men, and there's people of all ages that simply cannot afford to find a place to live this winter. We are family here in Cumberland County and in Nova Scotia and in the Maritimes, and we take care of one another. I want to send out birthday greetings to anyone who's celebrating a birthday or anniversary this week, including today, Monday, Nan McFadgen. And Nan is actually not someone who lives in Cumberland North, but she's a woman who I admire greatly. She is a nurse and she works tirelessly advocating for the needs of nurses. On Tuesday, tomorrow, the 18th, Tracy Langell and Robin Thompson are celebrating birthdays. And on Wednesday, the 19th, Taylor Ripley and Veronica Richards, both incredible, incredible women. On Thursday, the 20th, Chris McCarthy, one of our special paramedics from the area, as well as Bonnie Maxwell Carter are celebrating. On Friday, we have Nadine Laura Byers celebrating a birthday. And on Saturday, Fallon Mayhew and Kathy Gamblin. Happy birthday to anyone else who may be celebrating this week as well. I would like to extend my sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one recently, including the family and friends of Dwight Francis Desroches, Audrey Margaret Wobecking, Anthony or Tony Ouellette, and Bradford Alex Moore. And to anyone else who has lost a loved one recently, please accept my sympathies. I am looking for nominations for Queen's Jubilee Medals. Do you know anyone who has a servant heart and helps others in our community? Well, I'm looking for them to be nominated. I'm looking for people that have helped to build a caring society through service, contributions, and achievements. And you can send your nominations to me via my email address, which is Elizabeth period smith hyphen mccrossan at novascotia.ca please include their name their phone number and other contact information and the reason you believe this person deserves to be recognized with the queen's jubilee medal the deadline for nominations is october 21st so it's coming quickly if you have any questions about this just call my office today at 902-661-2288 i have 15 medals to award but every single person that gets nominated will be recognized and receive a Queen's Jubilee pin. Please also mark your calendars for November the 12th when we'll be holding a public ceremony for this as well as a Queen's Jubilee celebration and dance. It's time to celebrate those who have served and make our communities better. Tickets will be available at my office starting tomorrow, Tuesday, as well as several local businesses, including Manzor's Menswear, Buds to Blossoms, Maritime Tartan, and Bordertown Flowers and Frills on South Albion Street. All profits from our celebration and dance will be going to the Winter Emergency Temporary Shelter. My final words today for my MLA update is always believe that good is more powerful than evil. Always believe that truth has more power than lies. And always believe that love is more powerful than hate. 
live your life of goodness, truth, and love. And together, together, we will all build a stronger community and a stronger world. Take care of yourselves, take care of others, and have a great week.